Today's episode is sponsored by Pacific Sensi. Pacific Sensi is a boutique farm in Oregon that grows top shelf quality hemp flower. Hemp flower looks, smells, and smokes like weed, except it's low in THC, so it doesn't get you high. Pacific Sensi flower is loaded with CBD, so you can enjoy the benefits of cannabis without feeling burned out, paranoid, or anxious, which makes me super excited to try that out. Relaxing after work, or even at work, a day at the beach, or on the go. Pacific Sensi flower is non intoxicating, so it's perfect. Anytime. Pacific Sensi Flower is greenhouse grown, seedless, and always fresh. Go to www.pacificsensi.com. That's www.pacificsensi.com to order now. And use promo code NintendoMain for 10% off. Hey, throw us a bone here, guys, or a seed or a stem, whatever you got to do. From downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, thanks to the Black Friday gods, I got to pick up all of the sevens. Yuji Naka got arrested for all the bad Sonic games. That's a great game. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 348. Your place to hear two-thirds of the Nintendo fans uh, talk about Black Friday prices and seven out of ten games and some games that run good on Switch and some that don't. It's just John and I this week. Uh, Jeremy is... uh, He's out Thanksgiving right now. Got stuck in Blighttown or something on uh, Dark Souls. Uh, They never let him out. That, That place that doesn't doesn't load very well he, he got stuck there no he had he had uh, he had other other stuff to do so he's not here this week but he'll be back yeah we're recording this on thanksgiving due to uh, scheduling issues so yeah he's out uh, doing what you should be doing being thankful you can be thankful on a podcast that can be done anywhere <laughs> that's true oh yeah uh, yeah we're recording kind of a kind of a weird time but whatever it's uh there's still plenty of stuff to talk about and let's start off the week as we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing so uh there was a little little game called uh pokemon you ever heard about that game before that's a game that came out in between episodes <laughs> pokemon scarlet and violet got released i mentioned last week that i had already preloaded it and uh it's it's gotten uh you know it's gotten a lot of once again um not to be really should be not should not be surprising for anybody, but uh, Game Freak has gotten a lot of flack on the internet again from the from the shitty Pokemon fans who are mad. I don't know because the game doesn't run as well as it should. I guess I don't know. It's a little. It, I don't know. I'm I'm one of those. I'm one of those people that I, I think the game is fun as hell. Like I have I have a lot of fun with it. I think it's great to play. Um, it's an RPG. It doesn't necessarily need to be 60 frames per second or whatever. I haven't really run into like that many problems with it like the only thing that happened to me is i ran into a couple like treasures that i couldn't pick up off the ground like in a cave and i was like okay that's weird i can't i can't pick this up for whatever reason so i left and i went into another cave and as i was trying to leave the cave the game like hard crashed and like kicked me out 
which I've heard that been that has been happening to other people more often. The great thing about Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, though, is much like the cloud games, it autosaves like crazy. Like whenever you do anything, it autosaves it. So if you do get like kicked out of the game, it doesn't really matter because it'll autosave after every Pokemon that you beat, every Pokemon you catch, like anything you buy, anything you use. It's constantly auto-saving, so... Like, I was afraid because I had gone, like, three hours without saving or whatever. Like, I was just, like, running around not doing anything. And I came back, and it was, like, right after I had just caught a Pokemon. There it is. I've been... I've caught 128 Pokemon. I'm a little... I'm a little, uh... <laughs> I've gone a little crazy with that, but I normally do. When did you pick the game up? I got it on Friday. Last Friday. On Friday. Today is Thursday. So. Thursday. Today is Thursday. So, in, in a week. week. In a week, I have 128 Pokemon. I don't know how long... How many it, are there in the whole game? Uh, there's 400 is what I heard. There's actually a thousand total now, which is insane. Yeah, a thousand Pokemon came out and apparently he looks kind of interesting. Oh, the, the coin. That was kind of a spoiler, actually. I wish I kind of wouldn't have read that, but, uh, that's a spoiler for the new game. But anyway, it's like, yeah, there's a coin Pokemon that you get. And I guess there's an evolution to that, that it's the thousandth. I've gotten the, I've gotten the coin Pokemon, which is kind of cool. It actually like comes out of a treasure. It kind of looks like, you know, for all our RPG listeners, who know, like, in Final Fantasy or, like, Dragon Quest, you'll find treasure chests that, like, are monsters, you know, that you have to fight. It's like it's a treasure chest, but it attacks you. It's kind of like that, and you can catch one of those, and that's cool. I was like, oh, hey. In the uh, in the, in the the Yakuza, like a dragon RPG game, their equivalent of fi- of uh, treasure chests that attack you is basically, like, opening a, opening a treasure head chest, and then guys come out of it and attack you. It's hilarious. <laughs> There's, like, actual humans inside of there that jump out and attack you, which I thought was really funny. But, yeah, no, I, I, I don't remember exactly what the evolution was of that but it's like a bigger coin or something right it like has to do with the coin pokemon i just remember it was a, a kotaku article or something and the the character looks to me like some kind of like like mascot that would be on like a can of spaghettios or something like that like some totally off the wall kind of looking pokemon so i don't know looked out of place to me i mean i don't know how familiar you are with the pokemon but there's some Not pretty very, off there's some fair. pretty off the wall that ones there i mean in Pokemon Black and White, there was a there was a Pokemon that was just a scoop of ice cream. So I mean, they've they've kind of done all sorts of weird shit over the years, which I love that that one, the scoop of ice cream that evolves into two scoops of ice cream, which is hilarious. And there's a Chandelure, one of my favorite ones. That's basically a haunted chandelier. I thought that was amazing. Or Trubbish, which is a giant trash bag. Like they've gotten some really weird Pokemon over the year. Or in this one, there's a tumbleweed Pokemon, which I thought that was amazing too. That just kind of just goes rolling around. You know, like a tumbleweed. It's a tumbleweed with eyes. That's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need for some of these. Or there's one, I caught one that has, that's like a, looks like a um, Venus flytrap with like two heads, but it's a fire, it's a fire type Pokemon and a, and a grass type Pokemon at the same time. I've never really seen one that has two types like that. But I guess everything now has two types because now there's this thing called Terra types. And the Terra type is when you crystallize your Pokemon and it becomes this other type. So you could you could have a water type and then you could Terra type into a, a fire type and you know just kind of throw people off like that. But the game is the game is a lot of fun. I mean, aside from like I said, there's a lot of people are talking about the issues. I've seen the same uh, commenting that I remember from Pokemon Sword and Shield where people are like. Pokemon Sword and Shield sucks because it's only 10 hours long. And then people in the comments being like, well, how do you know? And they're like, because I saw some some streamer do it. And it's like, okay, well, then you don't know anything. That's the same thing that what these are people. They're like, oh, because, you know, people on the people made videos saying that it was bad. And that's why it is. It's like, go out there and play it for yourself. Like, really. Like, I don't think, I mean, you know, the Switch is an old system. It's a five-year-old system. It's not going to look like a PS5 game or whatever. But I think the game is, is fucking fantastic as far as, like, 
Pokemon goes. Like, they got a lot of really cool ideas. It's the first fully open-world Pokemon, like, well, I guess, aside from Arceus. But there's a lot more to the level, to the world, than Arceus. Like, Arceus had little parts that you went to, but you still had to come back and come back to the town and then go to a different part. Like, everything is connected here. And you get a Pokemon pretty early that you can ride that's like a motorcycle. That you can, uh, I, it's a Maridon. That's what, I'm on Violet, so that's the one that I have, like, the futuristic purple guy. And he's got, like, digital eyeballs. They're, like, little 8-bit eyeballs, which is cool. And you ride, and you ride around, and you, uh, you do different... There's, there's three different main stories. There's, uh, there's the regular, like, gym... There's the regular gyms that you can go to and get the badges and, like, you know, uh, be able to c- collect, like, higher-level Pokemon and all that. And there's this, the Star... There's this group group called Team Star. They're, like, kind of like the... the um, they're, they're, like, the uh, evil group of, of Pokemon people, whatever. And you go into their... Uh, to go to their areas and you can throw your Pokemon out. You can actually do like auto battle now where your Pokemon like walk past you and you can just like send them out to fight other Pokemon, which is pretty cool. So you can kind of grind easier now. Like you don't have to like go through the levels, the the fights and stuff. You can just send your Pokemon to go and you don't have to sit through all the, all the different uh, turn-based battles and all that. And in the team star thing, you basically, you'll have to beat like 30 Pokemon in like 10 minutes by like throwing your Pokemon out, which is pretty easy. I have, I've been through two of them yet. I haven't had any problems yet, but then you fight, this big giant car that's like kind of reminiscent of like Super Mario 3D World. Like if you remember like Bowser's like giant fucking car that you have to fight at the end of that game. It's similar right. to that. Like you, you meet like the 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 head of whatever uh, place you're at for Team Star and they got this huge ass car and they'll throw these Pokemon at you that you fight on the car. And once you beat them, you have to beat the car. And the car is always hard. Like... This game has like this game is has has gotten a lot more difficult. Like for anybody who said that Pokemon's easy, it's not really that easy anymore. I I, I was up till five a.m. last night trying to catch this fucking haunted dog Pokemon that was like a level forty, and I was like a level thirty, and I could just not get no, I get I could not get any of the balls to 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 like capture them. If you know, like you'll try to catch them and then they shake out and they jump out and and I was run and I almost had all my Pokemon were almost all dead. I was almost out of out of uh, Pokeballs. It was like an epic, like, 20-minute fight, probably. And I was just like, I just want to go to bed, but I have to catch this guy. And I'm like, I'm just going to get killed, and then I'm going to get kicked out of here. But I made it. I made it through, and I caught the stupid ghost dog, and that's what happened. And I, I streamed it on Monday on our twitch.tv slash podcast. And I was like a level 20-something, and I actually ended up beating like a level 50 um, Espeon that I found just wandering around. That's what's so great about the open world thing. Is it's kind of like Xenoblade, where you can just, you can find like this huge enemy that could just kick your ass, and you can... You could try it if you want to. It's like, well, maybe I shouldn't do that one because it's like double my level, but I should try it anyway. And it's fun. And there's a couple times that I was actually able to make it through, even though my Pokemon were such at a lower level. If you know how to do it, you can you can find some really cool shit. But yeah, it's, it's really, really open-ended. Like, it starts off really, really quick, too. Like, that's one of my, that's what I thought was really cool, too. Like, you're in your house, you talk to your mom, you leave the house, and then there's, like, 30 Pokemon, like, right out there, right outside of the house that you can catch. Like, I was, I spent, like, the first, like, five hours just, like, catching the Pokemon right outside of the house, so... So it's it's pretty dope, but there's I mean there's there's a lot of pop in and stuff like you can get stuck in some places which uh, I know there's been some much of a patch somewhat of a patch since the reviews and now when you get stuck that kind of like the game just kind of goes black and then it like will put you over in an area where you can move again. So I'm on the Metacritic right now, I was curious because I've been you know, I, I don't really pay attention to Pokemon, but I've been hearing the complaints and all that stuff. And it's just surprising to me uh, for basically a AAA Nintendo title to hear that kind of stuff. So I looked at the Metacritic just now. It says Metacritic score is 75, and then the user score is 
Yeah, because users suck. Have you? I mean, do you ever look at? Uh, do you ever look at like movie reviews where it's like ninety uh, percent, like on Rotten Tomatoes, where it's like ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, twenty percent on on uh, people review. That's basically any. Right. That's like any movie that has a uh, uh, black actors, uh, abortion, like anything that has like you know that isn't that is like upsetting to uh, old Mister Wrinkly White person. That's uh, that are most of the people that are on there, but. Uh, yeah, it's always hilarious. You can tell, like, oh, this this might have a homosexual person in there, so it's got a thirty percent now. Mm. <laughs> no, it seems like most of the most of the good movies have that, where it's like one side is like, or or it's kind of funny where it's or like then there's ones like like Venom and like Suicide Squad where like the critic score is like thirty percent, and then like the terrible, yeah, and the viewer score That's is like I've ninety, and so. it's like what? <laughs> but yeah, I've noticed more so like like an um, abjectly mediocre movie usually has a much higher uh, audience score. Yeah. But this seems like, I mean, maybe this is a bit of a different story, especially for, for the, for video game audiences. Like oftentimes I think when a, a video game audience get a, gets a whiff that something is, you know, not quite up to snuff. If it's not an A, then it's like a, a D, you know what I mean? And oh, so yeah. they kind of jump on it and tilt the score, the user score. Oh yeah. And I guess we for speaking of which we forgot to introduce ourselves. I'm sure you know who we are, but oh, yeah. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, God is seven, Johnson. I am John Budgeting Knitter. Now the, now, the reason that I remembered that is when you were talking about video game scores, I've mentioned earlier, you know, being blessed by the, by the many sevens that I get to play. And also, uh, you know, for any Pixies fan, uh, I, I was thinking of that the other night was, was you know, God is seven from that song. <laughs> so, because, you know, I got, I got, I got some seven scores that I've been playing. I got three games that all have, se- that all have sevens from various reviewers and, I think sevens are all right, but I, but I think yeah, I think a lot of like I think actually by IGN scores like six is okay, which is what Pokemon ended up getting from IGN, which is funny because, and I I like Reb the reviewer, but she like totally like just you know talks about how much Arceus sucks and all that versus like the new Pokemon. Arceus got a better score from her <laughs> than than the new Pokemon, so I was like I don't know, I was kind of wondering about that. I was like, cause you cause you like you you uh talk shit on Arceus all the time, and then Arceus. Got a seven, and Pokemon got a six. I thought maybe you'd get make it right rated higher than Arceus, but whatever. But yeah, it's a, yeah. I feel like people like freak out over a seven. It's like people freaked out about, over a seven point nine review of uh, of Mario Kart Double Dash. You remember that? And some people will forever believe that. Which I, I mean, Double Dash. I mean, whatever. That it's a, it's a stupid review. Like it's an eight, pretty much, and just with like one less to make it look like a seven. I don't know the points. Probably the reason that I never got Double Dash, just because that what that point one percent. I don't think you did before that. I hope it wasn't a uh, Fran was influenced you that much. I think that game was fun. Um, and no, it's a I, honestly, if you ask me, as far as I can, reviews are concerned, I think they should completely get rid of the, the numbers whatsoever. And I, I like the people who do who don't do the numbers. Like I know, like a uh, Game Explain does, like where they say like like it a lot, liked it a little, like. You know, they kind of do it like that instead of saying, Light like, a little bit. instead of doing, like, seven or eights or whatever. And some people are, like, yeah. you know, thumbs up or middle way or, you know, like, do they do different things like that instead of just, like, giving a number. Because a lot of, a lot of times people just scroll through the whole thing. I mean, I've done it myself right. as well, you know, where you just go to the end and you look at the number and you're like, okay. But you don't read the rest of it, you know, so you don't really know all, what exactly they're talking about. And the thing with Pokemon is... The game, the actual game, is really, really good. It just doesn't run that well. That's the problem. It's like a, it's, a, it's like a ten, running at a six level or whatever. It's like basically seems to be, the problem from what I've seen. Like that, it's, it's a little bit too much for the Switch. 
I think they should have hired Monolith. Like, get the. I, I understand they're doing everything. They do. They're still working on right. Tears of the Kingdom, but uh, Monolith Soth, who did a uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, Splatoon three, three even, and Animal Crossing. Those guys are. Those people are amazing. I mean, I, I and I know that I know that Game Freak doesn't have like an additional team on this. Well, they, I mean, they have separate teams doing different projects, but they didn't have a team like coming and help them with this. So it's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to cover there, and it. You know, some people would even say that that Pokemon has not ran as well as it did when it went from 2D to 3D. Like even like go back going back to like Pokemon X and Y and like uh, and you know those 3DS games even like didn't quite run as well as they did when they were just 2D games. Like when they were just the top-down RPG stuff of like Game Boy Advance and DS and all that. So, I don't know. Say what you will. I th- I think it's one of, I think it's one of the best Pokemon's I've ever played though. I mean, I think it's it's definitely going to be in my top list. You know, it's one of those things like I don't know. If you like Pokemon, do it. It's like it's like when the it's like when the uh, Grand Theft Auto trilogy came out. You know, and a lot of people were mad about that, but you bought it anyway, and you had fun with it. So yeah, I liked know, it a lot. Buy what you like. Well, a lot of people are buying what they like because yeah. this game sold <laughs> a ton of copies. I think it's the I, I don't remember the exact headline, but it, it was something along the lines of it's like one of fastest the fastest selling Nintendo game ever. I mean, did it beat, I mean, did it, I mean, because there were some records set for, like, Animal Crossing and Splatoon 3, like, did it, did it do any of that? I'll dig in, I got the numbers, I got the news here somewhere. It says it sold 10 million units. Globally, in the first three days of sale, they sold 10 million units. So that's pretty good. Is that the fastest yeah. selling game ever or something for Nintendo? That's what they were saying. Well, it says, uh, Yeah. It says the po- that the Pokemon series has since 2019 has become the fastest selling games. I got you. Well, I, I would say that that even though people are clearly liking it, you know, my outsider impression of the last couple of Pokemon's, it seems like the reviews have, have been on the whole less than uh, less than stellar. You know, still still good games, but but lacking. I think you know they should really take it to heart, despite the great sales and everything. They should really look, look at what the community is, is saying because, you know, it, it, you can only do this for so long before the franchise, despite its success, gets knocked down a peg. I mean, you can look at you can look at Sonic. I know that we're going to talk about Sonic Frontiers and, you know, you know people are liking that game a lot. But um, Sonic, indisputably, is not on par with Mario anymore, whereas he used to be, right? And that, that I mean, done some people would again de- and again. Some people would debate if that ever was a thing or not. I don't know if Sonic ever fully stood like head to head with Mario. I don't think. I think he even the original Sonic games were pretty good. I think they're still a couple steps below. Like I don't think they ever made it to Mario level of like game. I think they were at least they were at least in contention. But then you know, right after it's later on the time of um, I would say you know, the Dreamcast, you know, it, well, almost Sonic didn't really make it to 3D fully successfully yeah but I, the the cachet of the series didn't really um isn't isn't really what it used to be right and that happened slowly over time so i would just issue the warning to the pokemon company like take this seriously despite the sales make it uh, uh give, give it the love that it deserves i mean i i think they're trying as much as they as they as they can and I mean, I'd, I'd put money on it that there's going to be a patch that comes out. Like they're gonna they're gonna do, put something out to make it work better. They do that with almost mm-hmm. everything. I mean, don't forget, like even like Link's Awakening, like didn't run great when that came out. Even though I don't know if they ever fully patched that, but that had some really bad frame issues too. Like the Game Boy remake that was on Switch. So, and and uh, Breath of the Wild did too. Like Breath of the Wild had all sorts of frame issues when it came out. They patched it along the way, but it had like parts where it would kind of break when you were fighting the bigger enemies. 
So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, we kind of had this from the beginning. I wonder how much of it, much of the, the core issue is that they're essentially like a one, they're, they're a one franchise company. They're a one franchise developer. And so maybe they feel some pressure to always be the ones developing everything in, in house, in house. Uh, and at the same time, they're making more and more games. Like this, it seems like there's been a lot of Pokemon games in the last year or so. Well, I mean, we got two this two years, year. Right? We got two Pokemon this year, which is the first time we've had that ever. I think so. That's pretty yeah. big. All the while, they still got they still got Go, and they still got other you know Pokemon stuff going on. And it's like, well, maybe maybe for the next one, consider farming out a bit of the development um, to other companies and just be more like a producer. You know. Or take, or like, just consider or, that, or just take. Uh, I think more like just you know be able to take a little more time with it. I mean, Pokemon. Right. I don't think Pokemon games have ever been delayed. Like I feel like they, you know, they release almost every year, pretty much every year for a while. I mean, the last three, like like Shiny Pearl and whatever, with the Pearl and Diamond remakes and Arceus and Scar- Scarlet Violet, those were all different teams. Like they were not all the same person doing all those three games. Those are all separate. And Arceus was actually in development before the Switch even was announced and all that. So that was in developed for a long time. Even before Sword and Shield, they were doing Arceus. So like this is they've been do they've been doing this for a lot longer than you think. It's not like they put this together in a year or whatever. Like they've been doing it for for years. It's just this is I, I saw I saw a quote on the NVC group, which I am totally it was like a, a poll, but it's a thing I'm totally behind. It's like would you rather see like an overly ambitious game that doesn't run as well as it should, or would you rather see a game that runs really, really well that has no ambition and is like, you know, empty and boring as fuck? I would rather go the other way because they're basically trying to, they're trying to make the Pokemon that we always wanted, this open world where you can go wherever you want and do whatever you want. And yeah, there's, there's, you know, you got to break some eggs along the way, but it's, it's super fun and it's totally playable. Like it does not hinder my playability on it. Like it does not, of course, I'm not a graphics person. Obviously we got a Nintendo podcast here, but uh, you know, I don't think it's game breaking bugs at all. You know, there's pop-ins, but F-Zero has pop-ins, you know, pop-ins been around forever. They don't, they don't bother, they don't bother me. You know, it's just, uh, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a uh, Subnautica when that game released where it's like Subnautica looks really cool when you're swimming, but once you get in a vehicle that goes fast, then everything kind of starts to like pop in and look bad in the background. It's kind of a little bit like this, I guess. The faster you go on your on your uh, Pokemon Maraidon thing, the worse it kind of looks in the background. But like I said, it really doesn't. It really doesn't bother me. Like uh, I bought, I got a, I got Rune Factory Five, which was also known for having like not running well on the Switch because it was on sale, and I really wanted to play it. And after reading all the reviews of Harvestella, which was another seven, I thought I'd be more into Rune Factory because Rune Factory has more farming and Harvestella has more. RPG stuff. I wanted to be more in the farm shit. And I played that game for a long time, and you know, it looks fine. And then I switched from Rune Factory to Pokemon, and then Pokemon is just like, it's like, holy shit, this looks it's so much brighter, it's so much bigger, like all the, the character designs are great, like the colors are great, like, you know, I say try it. Try it before you before you throw it under the bus. I understand, like, they're a big company, and this is a big franchise and all that, but also, d- don't forget that they're doing, they're doing like, crazy shit. Like, they're just totally, like, revolutionizing the game, like, almost every time, and, you know, it's a lot to try to get it all running. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, like, piracy is cool and all that, but, you know, somebody's going to get the ROM of this, and they're going to put it on, like, a Steam Deck or something, and it's going to look great. Like they're gonna with a more powerful system that can actually make right, it, it make it run the way whatever way you think it's supposed to run, and it's gonna look cool. But as of right now, it's it's a lot of fun. 
it's a great game. I'm gonna play. Th- I'm gonna play through the whole way. Like I, I'm way more into this game than I was in, into Sword and Shield. That's for sure. I'm exactly as into this game as I was into Sword and Shield. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're the same into all of them, unless it's the what is uh, Detective Pikachu. I did. I don't want. I don't want to get too in, too much into Pokemon because uh, you know Jeremy's not here, and I actually did try to line up a guest of somebody else who's been on our show before who's playing Pokemon as well. Uh, he said he'll be on next week, so we'll get into more of the Pokemon. Uh, violet and scarlet stuff then but i i think it's great like i i think it's a lot of fun i think it's very ambitious and it's i mean it's one of I mean, it's definitely one of the best games i've played of the year it's definitely on my game of the year list for sure and uh, if anybody cared i ended up picking uh quaxley i think i already said it uh quaxley the water type pokemon but uh spoilers if nobody doesn't want to know all the all the uh evolutions uh stop listening for like five seconds uh quaxley becomes quaxwell and quaxwell becomes quaxquaval like festival, but a big giant peacock thing. It's so weird. I just love how sure weird. a bunch of letters. I, I love how weird the Pokemon are now. They're just weird as fuck, and, and I'm here for it. Like just keep doing that. I mean, it's it's making a Char- Charmander looking look like uh look like I don't know Suicide Squad. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's that game. It's it's fun. Oh, uh, and in honor of Jeremy, since he wasn't able to get Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I did actually send out a few Pokemon named Nintendo Main out into the world. So. There you go, because Jeremy did that with many, Beautiful. many Pokemons of Sword and Shield. Um, and another cool thing about this one is actually you can turn off the option, too. So if you're a person like me who doesn't want to name any of your Pokemon, you can make it to where it will never ask you ever again, which is so great, because <laughs> I'm so used to saying no for everything. You can just completely turn it off, where it will never ask you whether you want to nickname your Pokemon. It's like it only it only took, like, I don't know, like 30 years or something to get to that. But it's, uh, yeah, I'm glad that it's there. So moving on from there, I guess we can, this this is kind of going into our Black Friday stuff, but another game that's a little, uh, I don't know, you know, whatever. People have different, feel, different feelings about it. Different 70. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. Uh, it was on sale. It was half off on Amazon. I was actually, I saw it at a couple different places, half off. Uh, was it Walmart was selling it for $29, $29. And I'm like, shit, I need to get that. Cause I really wanted to get it. Cause I was actually really interested in it when it came out and I've seen all sorts of different reviews of it, blah, blah, blah. And I thought I, I wanted to play the overworld part. I thought that looked fun as hell. Um, so I really wanted to try it. And uh, I was like, well, I guess I got to order it from Walmart and Walmart was doing a thing where like, it's, it's coming out this time. It's coming out at like 7 PM. But if you're a Walmart plus member, it's going to come out at noon and like all this dumb shit. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to be a Walmart member i don't even want to buy things from walmart at all because they suck uh but uh but anyway there was all this stuff back and forth and i kept like you know it's like oh i'll do it if they're the only ones that have it and uh target had a had a deal that target had for 39.99 um and i was actually had to go to target that day to get some groceries so i thought i'd check it out and i went to target and i walked through and all the sonic frontiers are gone like everything that was on sale for black friday for switch gone so Switch is still the hotness. Like every and everything kept selling out online too, back and forth. I saw on Twitter that, that Sonic was available on Amazon for for twenty nine dollars, and I'm like, oh shit! Well, I'll do that. I can do that. You know, I know they're they're probably just as evil as Walmart, but I don't have a close family member that worked there and got screwed over by them. Anyway, uh, yeah, I saw Amazon had it, and then it went away. I was like, oh shit! They're they're, they're all gone. So I so I looked back again. Uh, like a few hours later and it was back so then i ordered it and i got it like the next day like they're doing like free like day next day delivery and all that and i was all like super excited i ordered that and i also ordered rune factory physical but then i saw on the e-shop that rune factory was selling for the same price on the e-shop as physical and i'm like oh so i canceled my order and i went and got that because the last thing i need is two physical games that's just too it's just too much to juggle between i just need one to put in there and then just you know 
That's it. You only got one slot. Exactly. I mentioned how much I dislike uh, having physical games because, because you know, um, I feel like the physical games that I have, I never play because I have to switch them back and forth. I'd rather have a, have the jukebox, as they call it, you know, where you have all these different things you can play from whenever you want, you know, keep it keep it running smooth and all that. But yeah, speaking of running smooth, Sonic Frontiers is awesome. Like, I, uh, Sonic Frontiers is going to be in my game of the year list, too. 100%. Because... I gotta tell you, this, this is probably the best Sonic game I've played since I don't know when. Like, I thought Sonic Lost Worlds was pretty good on Wii U. Like, I was pretty hot on that one, but it's not as good as this game. Like, this game is great. Like, I I 100% love it through and through. It's got some weird stuff to it, but the weird stuff's kind of fun. Weirdly enough, it actually kind of reminds me of Excitebots, if you remember that game on Wii, where Excitebots, okay. you, you, ra- you race them with these, uh, with these robot cars that turn into like bats and stuff and sometimes you hit a you know like and and like a tennis racket will appear and you'll hit a ball through a net or whatever this thing has weird shit like that too where it's like you you so you start off on this big open area you know as sonic and you basically run around and you find these little like question marks like these little like uh stands that have question marks on it and there's little like uh, mysteries overall revolved around them and sometimes you have to like run in a hamster wheel a sonic there's a couple of them that are like that there's one that you kind of do like a ddr game where you're like moving back and forth like to the flashing lights there's another one where you just like walk over like lit up tiles it's so weird but just running around and finding these things was really fun for me because i think like running around the world is awesome like it's great like i that, I love that. Like it's, I like open world games, but I like open world. I, I feel like most open world games are slow, and this game is fast, and I like how fast it is. And I and the the frame rate is consistent. I mean, there's pop in, but I, that doesn't bother me. Like I said, F Zero had pop in on, on sixty four. Like it's when you get there, the stuff will be there. It's just you're going so fast that it has to pop in, otherwise it wouldn't run on the Switch. So, but I just love how fast the game goes. And there's a new, this is like probably the most brilliant thing I've seen in any Sonic game. And I hope every Sonic game does it after that. Uh, Whenever you get hit and you lose your rings, now you can click in the left stick and Sonic will automatically pick them all back up. That's so fucking cool. Like, why did nobody ever think of that again before? That's cool. Yeah, it's not fun to run around and pick up every little ring. I don't want them to ever not do that in another game. Like, that's, I was like, that is so cool. And there's like a, there's kind of like there there's uh, enemies flying around that are kind of the equivalent of like the the dragons that you'd see in Breath of the Wild, and they kind of have these big tails that are like a that look like a raceway, and you like land on the tail and you have to run like all the way up the tail like to the top of the head, and then you fight the guy. And there's a, there's just some pretty cool ideas in here. Like I've really enjoyed enjoyed the combat actually. I I thought like running a circle around people to pop them up in the air would be really annoying, but actually, that's it's I've been having a lot of fun with it. And you can do it, you can basically do it over and over and over again, which is kind of a little bit of a cheat, I guess, in the game. But you can run circles over and over and over again and keep getting coins, or keep getting uh, rings until you get your your ring, your like maximum ring amount, which makes you run even faster. And it's pretty fast. Like, I understand why there's, a, there's an accessibility option in there where you can turn the fastness down, because Sonic does go really fast and it is kind of hard to tell what's happening sometimes because it's going so fast but you can turn that down there's a lot of stuff you can change you can change like how fast to- sonic like will start like you can make them like start slow and then go fast or you can make it just go straight to fast you can change like the turning speed like how quickly you can you can turn it there's like a bunch of options in there that are really cool and there's like there's kind of like this own economy in the game like you basically go th- you go through and you fight and you fight guys and the bigger bosses will give you gears you use the gears you take them to these towers which will take you to cyberspace levels. 
the cyberspace levels are this are the levels that are more like classic Sonic. So you'll play like a 3D level that's kind of like a Sonic Adventure 2 level, or you'll play like Green Hill Zone, like something like that, or you'll play like casino levels. And you go and you and you do these and you get uh you get keys from these which you use to unlock um you use the keys to get the Chaos Emeralds. And once you get all the Chaos Emeralds, then there's a huge boss where you fight as as a Supersonic. And the song for... I didn't mention it for Pokemon. The music for Pokemon and the music for Sonic Frontiers is fucking awesome. Like, they're both, like, balls out, like, amazing. I, I know uh, Toby Fox worked on uh, Pokemon, the same one who did uh, uh, Undertale and all that. He helped out with a lot of the new songs. But there's some, like, major bangers on there. And I, I'm a huge Pokemon fan, but I don't think that there's... They're, I don't think their soundtracks have ever really necessarily been that great. I mean, they're all right, but... This one is, like, really, really good. And the Sonic stuff is good, too, and I like the mixture of it. Sometimes you have, like, the rock music, you know, with the, with the lyrics and all that. We need that Sonic butt rock. I mean, you get it sometime, but but if but you have to realize if it was butt rock all the time on the open world, it would get annoying really quickly. So the open, so the open world is, like, more, like, slow-paced, like, piano, like, you know, very, very, like, relaxing, like, you know, let's run around and see stuff type of thing. And then you get like some of the level in the cyberspace levels. There's some that's like more classic. There's some that is like the rock stuff. But when you get when you become like Gold Sonic, like Super Sonics, it gets metal. Like this song was like metal rap rock, whatever. And I was like, this is awesome. Like this shit is amazing. And I'm flying around, and there's big giant fucking Titan dude like swiping at me in the air, and it's, I'm just like, this is great. So like those those boss battles like really hit hard. Like. And, like, when I beat the boss, like, Sonic, like, flies right through its chest, and there's, like, blood coming out the back, and I'm like, holy fuck, man, Sonic is metal now. It's like, it was it was not that metal before, but, yeah. And then and then after you beat that, you go to the next area, and it's, and it's like, you know, it's open world. It is open zone, because there's different zones. Like, you start off in, like, the, you know, in the grass area, which I guess would be, like, what, uh, grass hill zone or whatever. And then after that, you go to the desert area, which is completely different and has more stuff based around that type of world and each and each world has a different sonic character that you have to save so you save amy in the first one and you save uh knuckles in the second one and you collect different things to give to them to help break them out of whatever cyberspace prison that they're stuck in and at the same time dr eggman is in there as well but sonic doesn't know about it so you keep finding like pieces of dr eggman's equipment like kind of assorted around the uh, open world and all that and I've, I've only made it to the second zone so far and i played about six hours of it maybe seven but uh, yeah, I was having a blast. Like I, I was, I just turned it on when I got it and just like played until I went to bed. Pretty much, I was like, that was yeah, I was really, really enjoying the game. But I wanted to, I'm you know, intrigued. I want to know yeah. kind of where it stands among the 3D Sonic games. If you have any thoughts on that, like if that, if it's I were the best, it, best one that I've I mean, ever played. I'll tell you that yeah, much. Is it the best one? Yeah, I don't. You know, oh, yeah. I, I know Sonic Adventure Two is like loved by many people, but you know that only yeah. a quarter of that game is good. <laughs> only like the Sonic levels and the Shadow levels. But all the other stuff is kind of boring. Like Knuckles stuff is boring. Like uh, Tails, 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 okay. Tails stuff the, the is boring. Tails and Eggman. <laughs> the Tails and Eggman is okay. The Knuckles and Rouge, the Bat levels are straight up boring. I thought I thought the Tails stuff was kind of boring too, because it's like I don't want I don't want to shoot stuff, and they don't run. They're not fast. You know, I want to be fast. Right. So I mean, like I said, I, I made a joke of it in the notes. I'm to say it was the best thing to happen to Sonic since he turned into a werehog. Which I'm kidding. I, I never thought that game was good. But uh, I think I think Frontiers is great. Like I, I think it's it's definitely a, a path in the right direction for Sonic. And if they just you know if they take out some of the weird shit, they could it could be like a it could be a nine a nine or a ten. It could be up there on the next one. You know, I mean, and apparently it's selling like crazy too. Like 
all of them, like every time I saw Sonic on sale, it sold out pretty quickly after that. So everybody is, and I heard that the highest selling version of Sonic Frontiers is Switch because that's always the one that sold out. Like the Xbox, PS4, PS5 never sold out. Switch always sold, always sold out. So that's the way that people want to play it, and it's and it's great. And it's, and Sonic does have a lot of young fans, and uh, you know that's pretty much by design these days. Like like Sega's pushing, Sega's really Sega's really pushing. For, for for Sonic right now. I mean, they got a uh, lot of got, old uh, fans too. I mean, they got a lot of old fans too. But but you know, they got the movies, of course, which I think kind of kickstarted the modern love for Sonic. This recent love for Sonic. They got an upcoming Netflix show, which just had a new trailer uh, that comes out in December, and that looks that looks like quality. It looks like they're paying attention to story and, and gonna have some continuity there. So I'm gonna check that out. They also are looking to hire. A lore Sonic master canon, yeah, the lore master. So they're like, that's what I was gonna say. It's yeah, they're yeah. they're basically trying to find the Kevin Feige of the of the Sonic world or James Gunn now of the Sonic world. I'll do it, which is pretty awesome. So that is, uh, did you apply for it? You should. I'll be the lore master. I can tell you. All. No, you got you got to play all those weird ones too. You got you got to bring it all together. You got to explain why he was a werehog, why he was hanging out with the Black Knight, or you know, yep. or or so the, I the secret rings. Was secret, good. secret rings. Just saying. I, I like Sonic and the Secret Rings. I liked. I thought Sonic Generations was really good. I thought Sonic Heroes was pretty good. But I don't know. I think this is the best one that I've played. I'm definitely going to pick it up. I'm, I'm thinking about getting it in the next couple of days. It, it goes together much better, I think. I like... Like, you do collect a lot of things, but it kind of makes sense. There was... I will say, like, coming into it, it is a little bit overwhelming because there's a lot of different buttons that you have to press to do different things. <laughs> like, so... Don't come into it think it's going to be real easy because you got to like because you got to like hit R to like go faster and you got to hit like Y to attack a person and you press A to like do a, a butt stomp or like and you hit B to do the up. there's like some there's a lot of stuff you have to do but once you play it a while it becomes pretty natural like I don't there's not like button combinations that you can't reach which I've seen other games do that where you got to like kind of like change your hand and like press the top or whatever I know like um I forget what it was called there's a PS3 game but it was kind of like Venom. The way you, where it had some really weird button combinations that you couldn't do, but yeah, no, I mean, I I've really been enjoying. It. I'm definitely going to play that, through it. I think it's was that infamous. No, no, infamous was good. No, the one it wasn't. Um, it was on both systems. Mm. It doesn't really matter. It wasn't. It wasn't a great game. So it's it's fine. It's completely random. If I don't remember it, I like I like all the infamous games. It was called. Uh, I don't want to say Prodigy, but that's not what it was called. It doesn't matter. It's a. It was. It was a completely forgettable game, and that's why I forgot about it already. Aside from the fact that it didn't play well. Yeah, Sonic Frontiers is really good. Um, I heard it's uh, it's it's probably around like twenty hours or something, so I think I can make it through that. Um, actually, I've seen most people praise it pretty highly. I don't understand this one. I don't understand how. The, see, the thing with Sonic, like, so we were talking about like how people review Pokemon. You know, like you look at Pokemon as this big thing. You expect it to be better, be played better. I feel like some people just come into the Sonic games just hating Sonic, and they're just kind of like, "All right, do something that's going to make me like you." You know, and it's like, and they're like, okay, you didn't do enough, so I don't like you now. Like I, but then there's the people who do like Sonic who come into it, and they're like, oh my god, it's so it, it it's you know, it's like a it's like being a it's like being a comic book fan like in the '90s. Like you take whatever movie you have and be like, oh well, they did this, so it's good. You know, they did some things, and that's kind of how being a Sonic fan is. I think it's like you you're afraid it's going to be like total shit when you get it, and when they actually do some things right, then maybe you'll put it a little bit higher. But some people just go into it just thinking it's just all out shit, and we'll give it a four out of ten. Which Nintendo Life gave it a four out of ten. I really don't understand why, but whatever to each their own, I guess. So I mean, but that person that really reviewed that didn't seem like they liked Sonic very much to begin with. So you know, you're gonna 
If you're not a fan, it's not going to turn you into... If you hate Sonic, you're not going to all of a sudden become a Sonic fan from playing it, I don't think. But if you kind of like Sonic a little bit like I do, I think you'll have fun with it. I mean, like I said, I just wanted to play the open world stuff, and I was afraid it was going to do something, like, really annoying that's going to piss me off, and it really didn't. Like, there wasn't... I didn't run into anything where I was just like, oh, this isn't fun to play. Because I like the variety. I like all the weird different stuff you do. And there's like a bunch of different bosses that are all different. Like you always have to, there was one, there was a boss that like threw me up in the air and I had to like, kind of like parachute down, like do like almost like pilot wings where I'm like moving around and collecting coins, like to land, to go back and land on the guy. And, And there was another one where I had to like run, where I had to like grind around in circles, like a certain amount of time to unlock the ability to attack the boss's head in the middle like there's there's a lot of like cool variety to the bosses like considering that sonic doesn't have that many abilities you know he could just run and punch like so i feel like they did some cool things and i really like the rapid punch like i've been having a lot of fun with that and that's another thing yeah you just jump and you hit l and he's just like but it's fun to just beat the shit out of people with that and you get like little gear points from that which you can use to upgrade yourself so there is some rpg mechanics in there as well sonic's Sonic's attacks have always been fun yeah it's it's you know, mainly about, you know, running and going as fast as you can, but I think that that's one thing where a lot of 3D Sonic games have gotten it right, like the homing attacks, and, you know, all that is kind of satisfying when you can string that stuff together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and when and when you're in the cyberspace levels, there, there's, like, different, there's different objectives. Like, it's kind of like, you know, it's like any, like a Kirby game or, like, a Yoshi game where it's like, okay, you have to find these three, these three red rings or these five red rings in every level, and you get an extra key for that. Or you need to get, or you get an S rank, and S rank is like, you know, going as fast as you can. So, like, it's like beat a certain amount of time. So, there's replayability to all those, like, classic levels as well. Because you want to go through and beat the whole thing, because then you'll get more keys that will help you get the gems quicker, and then you can go to the next boss. And I feel like all of the stuff that you collect has a purpose. It's not just like Banjo Kazooie, like, where it's just like, just shit. You're just getting shit for whatever. Or more yeah. like Donkey Kong 64, where it's like, collect bananas with five different. Different uh, Kongs. Why? I don't know. Yeah, collect five hundred bananas it. every level. Yep. This this seems to kind of make more sense. It's like okay, collect the hearts to to release Amy. Uh, collect the the keys to get the gems. Collect the gears to get to the levels to get to the keys to the gems. So it's like everything kind of will lead to another thing. Like there's a point for you to get it. It's not just you're just not get it. you're not just getting it. So it'll tell you that you got the amount and the level or whatever. You know, it'll actually upgrade you. I did actually discover that uh, the game will tell your friends. Sonic. Sonic. The frontiers will tell your friends, give you give a little hint as to what you are doing in the game. Because I was uh, playing uh, uh, Mario Maker the other day, and I saw that that Trey was online. I was like, "Oh, what's he playing?" And it said he was playing Sonic Frontiers, and under the title Sonic Frontiers, it said he was exploring cyberspace. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, uh, I don't know. His PlayStation Three used to do that. Like, I remember uh, looking at like friends on PlayStation. And it's saying, like, you know, like, your friend is playing X-Men Legends, and they're playing, like, this one part. And I always thought that was really cool that it showed exactly what you are doing. But I don't, for, as far as I can remember, I don't remember any Switch things, like, giving you, like, the specific part that you're at. If they did, I remember, it was... I think Odyssey did it. I think it would say, oh, yeah. you know, he's in, you know, the, the, the whatever the, whatever the world is, or whatever. Yeah, we give a little specific hint. But that's cool. It's like a little conversation starter. Like, oh, I saw that, you know, not only were you playing this game, but this is what you were doing. I think that's, that's a step in the right direction as far as the more social aspect of, uh, of you know, these Nintendo games. Hopefully they, they make that a standard. That'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was, um, 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's the only game that I know know of that you can that you can do that in. But I, I recommend it. I think it's great. I've been having a lot of fun with it. I was surprised it didn't say, you know, Trey is running around the overworld because that's mostly what I've been doing because that's the most fun thing. It said Trey is running around at the speed of sound. He's got places to go. He's got to follow his rainbow. Yeah, it was like I said, it was delivered at the speed of sound. It was very quick. So I was like, hey, look at that. Got another physical game, even though I, I swore never to get one. But, you know, it was worth it. It was worth it for Sonic Frontiers. I'll, I'll do that for you, Sonic. I will go, especially for half off. I mean, hey, I got two games for the price of one there. I, I can't can't Thanks. argue with that. Yeah, Rune Factory 5, that was the other one I got for 30 bucks. I don't really need to go that much into depth on it. Uh, it's, a, it's a farming game. It's weird. Uh, I do like a lot of the characters in it. I like the stories. It kind of, it has like a, whenever you exit every building, it kind of like, it's it, it kind of like falls apart and has to build itself back up in the in the frame rate. Like you can tell that it's like, all right, give a couple seconds. All right, now it's there again. But it's just, uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I was, I was looking for something that had more complexity in farming than, than RPG because I got a million other RPGs. So I put Harvestella on hold and decided that I'd go back and look into Rune Factory. And turns out the Black Friday has been nice to me. It ended up being half off, so I'm like, "Hey, why not? Let's try that out." Nice. Or I guess it was like twenty bucks off because uh, Rune Factory was fifty when it came out. But and that has a great like Persona style intro with a really killer banger song in there too. So I'm gonna have to try to work all these into that this episode at some at some point. And I guess I did really notice like the similarities between that and Harvestella. They kind of have the same story. Well, I guess Harvestella has the same story as Rune Factory because Rune Factory came out way before Harvestella did. But it's like same sort of thing like the Izakai, uh, where you like where you wake up. Is it was it um. Is Izakai is like a it's like a type of story and anime uses it a lot where it's basically a character goes into a different world like oh like wakes up in a different world that they don't know but they're from a different world uh, that Arceus was like that Rune Factory is like that like it's basically you wake up in the world and you have amnesia you don't know where you are and you're in this other world and, and that's kind of how this one starts it's, it's the same way that Harvestella starts. There's a super hot nurse that picks you up. It's like a goth nurse that almost looks the same as the Harvestella nurse. I'm like Harvestella, you're, you're really pulling some stuff from from uh, Rune Factory here. It's the same sort of thing. You don't, you don't have any memory, so you get put up in a house. You get given a farm. Uh, you get you get involved with this uh, seed group, which is like some uh, student soldiers or whatever, and you get to help out people in the town. It's kind of fun so far, but it, it's a uh, it takes a while to get to get going. It's a little slow, a little slow to start. But I did uh got this guy from last week. The, the small fry another oh, small fry yep yeah th- i ordered this one last week i just didn't it just was later but this is the final of the new splatoon ones and he's got these big uh it's got the big salmon eggs on there the salmon row which is cool and very tasty looking one of my faces cool design. one of my favorite sushis so or, Crack that baby open. Or anyway i'll do that real quick i almost forgot because i got it so early because i got it the day after last week so i almost forgot that i had it and it's just been sitting here Waiting to be unleashed. There it is. Yeah, this little guy. That's cool design. Your little friend from the single player mode. Which I know you played, you and Jeremy got a lot farther in that than I did. I never actually beat it, but I did like running Was around it? with Fun? Splatoon 3. You got a lot farther in that than I did. I never made it through. But I guess uh, that's good for me. Well, for me, I didn't get anything this week. However, I'm making plans. That's, the, that's why I... My name was Budget. budgeting. Yes, I'm figuring out what I want to get. Uh, I might get some stuff after the show. I'm thinking about getting, uh, you know, with all these deals and stuff. Uh, Nintendo Life has a uh, has a five dollar off, fifty dollar eShop card. So I'm thinking about getting two of those, and then I'll possibly pick up. Uh, but I'm definitely gonna pick these up at some point. Maybe tonight. 
uh, Atari and then Sifu. Those are the two that I really have my eye on. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I saw I saw it. I did see Atari on sale at Target, and it was still there, the physical version of that. So that one didn't disappear. But but Sonic yeah. Frontiers was because probably was bare, a lot of people are empty. You know, like like me, you know, a hundred games. I don't want the physical cartridge. I don't want to be like, oh, I want to play adventure, and I have to get up and put the cartridge in to play adventure. I just want that jukebox style on my Switch, ready yeah, yeah. to go, and I'll pay the full price for it. Yeah, I felt I felt the same way about um about Rune Factory. I'm happy that it's digital because it's one of those games that you'll play a little bit, and but you'll play it for hundreds of hours or whatever if you want to stay into it and keep the keep farming shit and all that. And I already have a I already have a dragon that I could farm on, so that's cool. Yeah, I don't have much to talk about. You know, I'm just thinking about getting those games, and I got a little bit back into Rocket League this week. But other than that, yeah, that's good for me. Aren't they? Aren't there like new? Uh, aren't there? There's I feel like there's always a new season happening for Rocket League. Like it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't follow it, but I. But I see like random posts being like, "Oh yeah, a new season," or like, "Here's some new cars." Or I know they're always adding shit to those games. They're constantly updating. That game is. It's. I think it's more popular than it's ever been. Certainly since it went free to play. But um, I, I started talking to uh, a new friend at work, and, you know, and he plays it. And it's just like the game is been out for a long time now people are still still playing it's just got a great core to it uh, easy to pick up and hard to master it's one of those games so yep i'll i'm not giving it up anytime soon i like the game a lot yeah and they keep adding stuff to it so it's a uh, you know more to more to come back to it's worth a revisit i think it's worth a revisit it'd be fun for you me and jeremy to get on and give it a, a, a good effort and yeah you know, we all own it I don't know if I have enough space on my Switch to download it because <laughs> I, I I forget how big it is. It's not as a the other day. What was I was trying to find space to download Rune Factory Five, and I'm always like, what can I get through? What can I get through? And then I saw Overwatch Two on there, which had like 20 gigs, and I'm like, why is this on here? <laughs> like it's just like because I, I never even played it. Like I, well, I tried to I I turned it on and it never connected me, so I never actually played the game because it was taking forever for it to even get started. So. I gave up on that one pretty quickly. I guess uh, I'll mention a couple more things I saw at Target while I was there. I saw Nier Automata uh, and Physical on sale for 30 bucks, 10 bucks off. The uh, Mario Kart Live, which, John, you talked up a lot, uh, those are yeah. back to 60 bucks for Black Friday. I don't know for how long. They had the Mario and Luigi ones there. I just, I really don't have the space for it, but I saw it there. I think it's worth it for just to have, and they look so nice on the shelf. Even if you know, don't play it that much, they're just really cool looking. Um, so I, I find it's worth it just for that for sixty bucks each. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm also speaking of budgeting, like it's kind of that time of year where you know work will be less because of holidays. So I'm trying to feel that out as well. So I was, uh, I was waiting. It, it was, I was waiting for stuff to go on sale, and thankfully, some things on Black Friday were half off, which really worked out well for me. It was better than doing like buy two get one free. I basically bought one and got one free because it came out to the same price of one game. So that's pretty awesome. One thing I found really interesting at Target is. They had digital codes on Black Friday. Finally, like they never sell digital codes, digital codes at Black Friday price. So you know, oh, like cool. you know, you can buy the cards that are for a specific game. It's like basically how I bought mm -hmm. a, a Switch Sports for both for you and Jeremy, so I could gift it to you through the internet. You know, it's a great way to gift stuff. I did the same thing when I bought a uh, Stardew Valley for Jess. I just went on Target and just ordered the the just got it and then I could just send you a number like straight then you, you can you can you can easily um just get the number and send it to people but they had it was cool they had Breath of the Wild on sale for twenty nine ninety nine digital digital code cool I don't think it's ever been that cheap Link's Awakening was uh 
$39.99. And also Mario Party Superstars, the newest Mario Party, was $29.99 as a digital code. I was like, that's awesome. You never really see that. Very cool. A um, couple of things I mentioned on the e- I saw on the eShop uh, was um, uh, Cult of the Lamb and Citizen Sleeper were both 5 bucks off. Cult of the Lamb, $20. Citizen Sleeper, $14.99. Those are both games that were on a lot of people's Game of the Year lists that I wanted to try out. Dark Souls is 20 bucks. the game that Jeremy's put like almost 200 hours into now. And uh, just found out yesterday, I'm really excited, I'm going to get it soon, uh, Shin-Chan and the, whatever it's called, Shin-Chan and the Professor in the Summer, whatever, the game I really wanted to play, it's 10 bucks mm-hmm. off, and that's $29 as well now on Switch, on, on, on in the eShop, so I'm like, fuck yeah, I got an email from Nintendo telling me directly, so they knew, they listened to the show, and they wanted to just be like, hello, uh, here's uh, here's what that is. So, anyway, yeah, I'm going to, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and talk about the rest of the stuff. I'm Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
right, we're back from the break. Let's talk about the news. News, 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 news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. Let's talk about a bunch of these sales. So Black Friday is... Uh, more Black Friday stuff. Right now, we got more Black Friday stuff. So uh, this is a big eShop sale going on. Um, there was a couple of things in there that I was interested in. One of the big things is that all the Arcade Archive Nintendo titles are now on sale for the first time ever. They're all down to like $5 and some change versus $7.99. So if you want any of those like Punch-Out or Excite Bike, all that kind of stuff, now would be the time to get that. Yeah, they keep they seem to keep adding stuff to it as well. I mean, you, you got kind of some of your regular run-of-the-mill stuff. Uh, Animal Crossing is $40. Breath of the Wild is $40. But Breath of the Wild and Mario Party Superstars are $40 in the eShop. But like I said earlier, you can get them for 10 bucks less as a digital code from Target, so... That's pretty. You can you can save money from from Target than getting on it here. WarioWare is like thirty. Like you know, a lot of the a lot of the main ones have been cut down. Uh, Super Mario Three D World forty one dollars. Uh, Skyward Sword forty one. New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. I saw that the Cowabunga Collection is twenty seven ninety nine here, but I saw it for nineteen ninety nine at some other place. I think it was physical. So that's pretty cool. That's uh, well worth it. Luigi's Mansion, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like a lot of these big games on Switch. Sonic Colors, if you want to skip Frontiers and go back to Colors, you can get that for 20 bucks. But play Frontiers, it's cool. Capcom Fighting I Collection. I just pick up uh, Luigi's Mansion. That game's really good, too. That was like my number two of that year, I think. It was up there. It was really high. It was in my top five game of the year, for sure. That game's awesome. Like, it's it's really cool how much the game changes on each level that you unlock in the mansion. It's really cool. Neon White. Yeah, a bunch, bunch of stuff on there that is on the... My game of the year stuff is on sale. Turn the Monkey Island. It's like two dollars off. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto half off twenty nine ninety nine for anybody who didn't get that yet. You think you'd ever get that? I don't know. I don't really have that much of a desire to play it right now, and I have a lot of stuff on my plate to get through, so I'm not really itching to throw another game on there. <laughs> you know, cause, since I just bought like three games. Right. Yeah, you're good for a while. Yeah, I'm good. I still got to Well, I'm I'm hoping to I I want to beat Sonic Frontiers for the end of the year. I want to I want to beat Pokémon for sure. I want to beat those two games. I really want to go back to Xenoblade and beat that even though I probably got a good another like 60 hours in that cuz it's long as fuck. I want to try to get through all all of those. So, we'll see. And not to mention there's we still got Dragon Quest coming out and uh, you know, then there's uh, the Inscription and some other games for December. Oh, and like the DLC for for Resident Evil eight and for resident evil village and biohazard also seven that i want to get so there's still there's still other stuff that i have to put gt on hold maybe if it's 20 i'll get it someday 20 digitally but i know there there was there's been a lot of physical stuff i saw a lot of people kind of echoing the same sales like like sonic frontiers for 30 rune factory for 30 um uh persona 5 royale for 30 like i that was a big one i was like I was like, I should buy that. For, I was like, I was like, do I know anybody who doesn't have Persona that needs to get Persona? Because that's a really good deal. Because like, it just came out on sixty not for sixty not that long ago. So, and that game's like a hundred plus hours game. So you would definitely get your money's worth for thirty bucks. I'm looking to spend a little more and get something cool that's gonna take a, bu- a bunch of space in your in your living room. Uh, you can look to the arcade one up. They got some cool deals on here actually. The Killer Instinct arcade machine is down from seven hundred dollars to three hundred bucks. Pretty good deal. Um, that one they're clearing out because I happen to know they're they're actually coming out with a, uh, a professional, a, a pro version that's going to look more like an actual uh, arcade cabinet. Oh, are they going to so, make them taller? Yeah, they, they've got a pro line now. They're starting to make them taller, and without the uh, without the right now, right now they 
they're basically like four feet tall, and then you have a riser that you can add on there for fifty bucks if you want. Yeah, we saw the, so the yeah the one that you had. Right. So the new line that they're making is basically almost an arcade, regular arcade size in and of itself without the riser, and they have a couple other cool details on there, like molded coin doors and light up marquees and, and larger screens. Hmm. So that's something they're they're starting to do, um, and I guess they're trying to clear out this killer instinct one. Uh, making it only 300 bucks if you don't mind having it be a little smaller it's got uh, killer instinct and battletoads the arcade game on it but it doesn't have it does it have one and two it should have killer instinct one and two on there or is it, does it only have one yep killer instinct two as well yeah it should have one and two i don't, I don't really i mean battletoads is cool but if you say killer instinct on the side you should have you should have those on there right and it goes online and everything uh, another one that I'm very interested in is the NBA Jam Shack Edition. That's, a, that's the full one of the pro models, the bigger screen and everything. And uh, that one is a hundred bucks off. It's six hundred dollars versus seven hundred. It's still that's still a new one though. It came out like two months ago or some sometime recent. One of the biggest deals I think is is the Simpsons arcade machine. That one's down from seven hundred dollars to three hundred bucks. Plus you get a stool with it, a Simpsons themed stool. And you actually, and you also have to play. Uh, well, I guess you don't have to play it, but isn't like that really terrible Simpsons wrestling game on there? Also, no, not the wrestling game. There's a bowling game on there. Oh, the bowling. I mean, they're all pretty terrible. I mean, the arcade game is is fine, but it, but there's but there's like a, a garbage Simpsons game that's on that was added that was also on there. Yeah, it's got a trackball on it for that as well. Oh, they got a Terminator Judgment Day, Terminator Two Judgment Judgment Day cabinet. Yeah, with the guns and everything. Whenever, I mean, it, we're kind of, we're in the process of saving money to, to buy a house. And once we buy a house, then, then we, I can think about getting arcades possibly. Well, they have, um, one of the new, newer ones that came out recently is, is the Midway 30th anniversary cabinet, which has a Mortal Kombat. Um, it, it looks like a Mortal Kombat machine, but it's got a bunch of old Midway games, including Tapper. Oh, that's I'm cool. interested in that one as well. That one's 500. Yeah, Tapper is really good. I, I mean, it's it's gonna not quite be not quite as cool if you're if you're not using a a, a a licensed Budweiser tap. Right, it's got root beer Tapper, so we can get that that uh, not M rating or whatever, I guess. Yeah, because we like you know at, at the the arcade bars around us, they have the original Tappers that have the Budweiser signs and like the beer the beer coasters and all that on there, and, and it actually has a little tap that says Budweiser on it. I still want someone to make a actual Tapper arcade that actually dispenses beer. I'd buy that in a hot second. Arcade one up. Make a tapper arcade machine that actually dispenses beer. Do it. But you can but you can play the game too. Don't forget right. that. I don't not just not just a, a keg thing. Just but it would be kind of cool to be able to put like a mini keg in there or something and have like an extra have like one of them do pour beer or you have a switch on there or something. So you don't actually accidentally pour a bunch of beer while you're trying to play the game. Bayonetta three is down to forty seven dollars on Amazon. Pretty cool for a new game. I was looking, I was, you know, that's kind of what my list of stuff, I was looking for Frontiers, I was looking for Bayonetta, I was looking around for, you know, for like Rune Factory and Shin Chan and stuff like that, like trying to see the ones that were on my radar. And uh, I saw Harvestella was like down like 10 bucks, that wasn't enough for me to get yet. I was like, I'll wait till it's lower. Same with same with Bayonetta, I was like, well, 46 isn't that much lower. I think I saw uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for 50 you know, I was thinking about maybe possibly gifting it to somebody, and I was like, "Well, it's not quite low enough." I was like, if "It was thirty, maybe I'd buy it again." I already have it, but, but you know, but that's that's about it for the deals, right? Yeah, go out and get yourself something nice. Yeah, get those back Friday, and make sure you double check. Like, if something's sold out, uh, don't give up on it. Check it again later; it might come back. Because I saw that like all the Amazon Sonic Frontiers were gone, but then they showed up again. All the Walmart ones were gone, but then they showed up again. So just if you want it. 
just keep checking like because it's it'll be there and then it won't be there but then it'll be again like they've been doing a lot of restocks so you never know like i i didn't fully give. thankfully i didn't fully give up on the amazon one i checked it again and it was there and then i got it and it was you know good to go so i'm really interested to see how much sonic frontiers they sold from this because i feel like everybody bought it for switch like with the half off price uh one really cool thing that's coming out next week that you don't even have to pay for is a uh, nintendo switch sports golf coming out on on monday i'm excited about that it's a free free update. We get to play golf finally on the twenty eighth of November. We we talked about a little bit last week that there was a Japanese commercial uh, showing that it was coming in November. I would have found it really weird if for some reason it would come to one thing and not the other. But yeah, eleven twenty eight free update on Nintendo Switch Sports. Get your golf on. You get to play those original courses too from Wii Sports. So I'm excited to try that out. Oddly, not yet confirmed for the U.S., but yeah, like you said, I think no, it is likely it'll happen. No, it's confirmed. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh. This is this is from Nintendo of America. That's how that's how they found out the uh, actual okay. date. Yeah, the actual date is eleven twenty eight. That was the announcement from America. I know saying we saw the Japanese video last week, but oh, this you. this is the confirmation for America. I missed that. Coming out on, on Monday. And that's a real and that's a real account, not a not a fake blue check. Which I thought uh Jess and I we were watching uh John Oliver talk about that about Twitter and like all the fake check marks and all that. And I'm like I'm like these guys I'm like these guys are new to this because I've known this for a long time because people have been making fake Nintendo trailers forever before Musk even owned Twitter. I was like, you got to look at what the ti- you got to look at what the actual name of the account says, and that's how you know whether it's real or not. This one said Nintendoofus. Come on, <laughs> and anybody could see that. Like I've seen people be much, much like more sly than that. Like where they do like Nintendo America instead of Nintendo of America. So you might think that this Mother Three trailer that you saw could actually be real. Like you know, people would make fake trailers for Mother Three and stuff like that and put it on Twitter. So I've seen this stuff before. The the blue check mark wasn't anything new, for you know for people who are following video game news on there. But yeah, Switch Sports Golf, super excited. Uh, there's another thing that's coming out that's going to be free to anybody who has the expansion pass. But we got our new Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave Three footage. That's some words. Maple yeah. Treeway, one of my favorite uh, Mario Kart courses of all time. Yeah, Maple, Maple Tree Way looks looks real pretty on there. You got you got your you got your fall colors and all that. Rainbow Road for 3DS, which I think is all one lap, and you actually get to you get to drive on planets and stuff as well. Aside from just like above space and all that, I thought that one was really neat. Uh, Peach Gardens from from the from the Nintendo DS Mario Kart, That's which is, which too. is my favorite Mario Kart aside from the Switch one. So the more DS courses, the merrier. Um, it looks like we got we got like kind of like a Christmas themed level that's from Tour that has Santa Claus in there and all that. Um, Boo Lake, which is a version of the Game Boy Advance level, but it's like more 3D. There's like some underwater stuff, and I'm always for more uh, for more haunted house levels. So so cool. I'm into that. Uh, there's some more levels based on regular world cities, which I never care about, but hey, <laughs> they are just really really trying to make uh you know trying to make Tour legitimate or whatever. But I mean, you Mario know, Kart Nine. I'm <laughs> no, but no, I I like I like Maple Tree Way. It was it it was one of those that had like a cannon in there where you get to shoot a, a, into the tree and there's like wigglers that walk around and it's a fun level. I still every time I Good see it, I too. can yeah. I'm saying every time I see it, I know that song. The na 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 na. It's always always in my head. It's like how you can speaking hear of it, always knowing things. the song, we're getting Tetris the Grandmaster. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. the, I, I really don't know much about this game, but it's like the arcade version of Tetris, right? No, I mean it's it's supposedly like is like a Tetris game for Tetris Masters. Like you have to 
you have to plan like multiple moves ahead of time or something like that. Like they were talking More at, chess. Yeah, well, yeah, they were. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> they were talking about it very highly on uh, the eight four play podcast and just how it's like it's basically like Tetris for people who are really really good at Tetris. I guess it is an arcade. It's an arcade game, right? Because it's part of the arcade archive series. Yeah, but one of the um, it's a Japan only title from nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, one. Well, I guess one of the um, yeah, one, one of the one of the hosts on there was really was really good at Tetris and and was playing that game. And I kept just the way they talked about it. I was like, man, I got to play that game. So yeah, it's coming out from Arcade Archive, so it's only gonna be like seven ninety nine. So I'm probably just gonna get but it. This says, like, I'm reading this article a little closer from Nintendo Life. At the bottom, it says it's unclear if this will get a Western release. So do we know that this is confirmed or what? It's not. It hasn't been released yet on Switch, but. I, it's I supposed to come out on December first in Japan. Oh, okay. All right. So, so it, I thought it was coming out this week. So it's not coming out this week. It's coming out next week. So we right. won't we won't know necessarily whether it's coming out here or not. But if you have a Japanese account, you can download it and you can play it on your Switch. Like I do that all the time. So if it doesn't if if it doesn't uh, come out to America, then I'm just going to get it through my through my Japan account and just play it like that. So we'll, we'll, we will know next week and we will talk about it the week after because it won't be until Thursday. So, you know, that's the way things go. This is, this is interesting because there's two more games uh, on our list here. and Both of them are not Nintendo games, but they're Nintendo-like games. They're like specific uh, Nintendo games. Uh, one is called Warside, which is like um, like a, a Famicom Wars. Advance Wars. Yeah. Uh, Advance Wars, yep. And then the other one is Paper Cut Mansion, which is like Paper Mario RPG. I thought I thought that had already come out. Actually, I, I thought it had come out and and I forgot about it, but I guess not. It, I think there was because there's so many Paper Mario looking games on the eShop that I thought it just. Oh, this is a different one. I thought because there's like a Paper Ghost one too. Yeah, that one's the Outbound Ghost, which also I thought that, that one, one came one out already. Out on December first. That that one. The release date was just announced this week for that one. Okay. So if you like Paper Mario, you get your fill. Yeah, yeah. I thought dates here. Yeah, that was that was the one I thought already came out was the was the Outbound Ghost because I thought because I thought I had seen it somewhere. Uh, there's there's a trailer I want to talk about before we before I forget. But um, there there was a little pay per view last week called uh, AEW Full Gear, which I got it and I watched part of it at my mom's house and watched part of it at home. But uh, in the very in the opening, they they have what they call the buy-in, where you get to watch about an hour of wrestling for free on YouTube before you before the actual paid pay-per-view happens. And they you know a lot of times when they overload their their ticket their uh, whatever their matches, they'll put it at the beginning there. And during the during the YouTube buyout or buy-in whatever, um, they showed a new trailer for uh, AEW Fight Forever, and this one has a brand new cover without CM Punk on there. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Something that guy. About when you like punch your boss or whatever, you know. I'm pretty pretty sure he's done for. Yeah, it was a real. Uh, I have to say, it was a real interesting crowd yesterday at the Chicago AEW thing that I went to because there's a lot of people butt hurt that, a- that fucking CM Punk isn't isn't there anymore. And they're mad at like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega because they were in the fight and they and they're wrestling now and CM Punk is it and everybody's real butt hurt and some people hate CM Punk and some people don't. Just watching the the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega match was that crowd was rowdy. People were getting rowdy about like saying fuck CM Punk or fuck Kenny Omega or whatever. I'm like what's I'm like what's happening here? Like it wasn't I, I don't know. It was it kind of sucked for me because I'm a big fan of Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and I don't really care about CM Punk. And I know because he's like from a suburb of Chicago. Everybody thinks that he's uh, the best wrestler ever, or whatever. Who's from here? So there's a lot of CM Punk love, but 
a lot of people were feeling we were weird about it. But this uh, this uh, AEW, this new trailer has a lot of new people in it that we haven't seen yet. We got um, Orange Ca- or- there. Orange Cassidy, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, Sting is in there, which I saw Sting was there last night too. And it's and MJF we didn't didn't see a, a video game version of him yet. Thunder Rosa, which actually Thunder Rosa I don't think is in AEW anymore, so she not may may not make the game either. They just announced that she got stripped of her title as well. I don't know why, but I know she did get hurt really bad, so maybe she just can't wrestle anytime soon, and that's why they're taking it. But we got the digital version of uh, Britt Baker, the, the the dentist, on here. But it's a really good trailer with a bunch of the wrestlers like walking and talking about the game, and we saw some more footage. I really like seeing Sting on there. You see, like there's some that they, they like uh, get slammed into some glass, and you see blood and all that stuff, and. You know, I can't can't get any more. It's really good. I'm like can't can't get any more excited about this game. I've been excited about this game forever. Keep saying coming coming soon. I would love to see a real date. I mean, the last thing I heard was yeah. was March, possibly, but that was from a Japanese magazine. So I don't know. But I that. But yeah, the, but the new but it showed the new cover minus minus CM Punk and all that. And and uh, for for the people for the people watching at home or watching on the for like the six of you that are watching the video, there's the new there's my new AW shirt. Also minus CM Punk, they just printed that because they didn't want to sell them CM Punk shirts anymore. So I had to get had to get a new one without them on there. So there it is. But yeah, I really 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 excited about that game. Looks great. I'm I'm gonna pick this up yeah, just on the on the fact that it's a, a throwback made by the guys who made the N64 games. And I love those games. And Kenny Omega is a really a really big fan of uh, those games, and I felt like he's really put a lot of time and love into making it like the 64 games, even to the point of calling the original creator and all that and getting him on there and all that. So I'm really excited not to mention being an AEW fan for the past like three years and having no AEW video game to play is real sad. Like when you're back into wrestling and you just want to just want to get online and play with, play with all those wrestlers and you want it to come out before more get cut out of the roster, you know? So, like it's like get it get it out quick before somebody else gets a, gets fired or gets in a locker room match or whatever or gets too hurt to to wrestle anymore. Re- wrestling's a dangerous thing. People think it's fake, but it's totally not. People get hurt all the time. Lots of surgeries and stuff. I think uh, we mentioned this at the top of the show, but Sonic creator Yuji Naka was arrested. Yeah, in Japan, he got arrested for insider trading. But but not for Balan Wonder Wonderland. That's what I see most. No, people, not for uh, Balan Wonderland, Wonderworld, whatever. I saw most people, uh, yeah, talking about not for Balan Wonderland. It's like, ugh. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I know this is a terrible, terrible game, but yeah, insider trading. So this is the allegation uh, because he worked at Square Enix for a time. Um, they're claiming that uh, he well, he's been arrested on insider trading charges related to a Dragon Quest game announcement. Uh, a couple other people were arrested along with him. Yeah, Dragon Quest uh, attacked. Was, that was a that was a phone game. That was an app. I remember seeing it. I never played it, but I remember seeing commercials for it. Basically, they uh, bought a bunch of stock. Bef- this is the allegation that they bought a bunch of stock uh, before the game was publicly announced. And I think he it, they he he allegedly bought like twenty thousand yen or something worth of this. No, excuse me, twenty thousand dollars. I believe it was ten thousand shares in the company. Wow. So. Uh, so it's looking to make some money behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, around US twenty thousand dollars. It's it's kind of, it was kind of confusing when I saw it because it said Dragon Quest on it, and then I saw Yuji Naka, but Yuji Hori is actually the creator of Dragon Quest. So I was like, oh no, Yuji Hori got in trouble, but no, it wasn't him. It was uh, the other Yuji, <laughs> Yuji Naka. So 
Yes, if it and, and there was already there was already some stuff happening uh, around uh, Balan Wonderland and all that and about and you know him having his own allegations against uh, Square and and whatnot and that he was didn't get to close that he didn't get to finish the game or you know making excuses for why it was why it turned out the way it was. It's already some stuff involved with that, but yeah, wow. Yeah, that's too bad. You know, yeah, I don't know. That's that's like I kind of wonder sometimes with, with some of this you know, insider trading that kind of stuff. Do people just sometimes, you know, forget that this is against the law? Possibly, perhaps. Like, oh, you got some. If, if you're with, if you're inside a company and you hear, oh, this is happening with this game or that game, and then you happen to, you know, get some inclination. Oh, I should buy more stock in the company, and you know, without really thinking it through, maybe I'm making excuses for him because you know he created a beloved character that that I. I enjoy. I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. Yeah, you want to. I mean, you want to say something for him because because uh, Sonic and all that. But he's hasn't he been kind of yeah. away from Sonic for a while? I mean, I know he's there at the I very beginning so, yeah. in the heyday in the heyday of Sonic. I don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure he didn't work on Frontiers, <laughs> so yeah. which is good because we might have had abundant Balan Wonderland come out of it. But yeah, I just I think I'm also saying that just because it's you know twenty thousand dollars. Well, it's a good chunk of change. It's not like. A, you know, a, a life-altering amount of money or something like that. You know, it's not like he bought in for a million dollars or something. You know, it's like I don't know. I, I, I could, I could see that this could possibly just be a, a sort of absent-minded, boneheaded move. Possibly, maybe. I hope it was. And I mean, it's and if he has to serve time for it, maybe it won't be much, or maybe it'll just be a fine. I don't know exactly how all that all that law stuff works. But well, he said it's uh oh yeah, no, it was twenty thousand, and the other guy was one hundred eighty-eight thousand, much more. Still, right. I can't imagine Miyamoto doing something like that. You know. Now that he's seventy, <laughs> yeah, he's turning seventy. I think he turned, he turned 70, seventy last last week. week. Yeah. I think that was yeah, yeah November makes... November sixteenth. It was last week, but still, this gives me pause. You know, all our video game heroes, like the ones that grew up, we grew up with, you know, their games and stuff. They're all they're all getting old. He's he's older than Sting. You know, Sting is sixty two. I just can't believe it. It's, he's 62 and still, still, still doing things that he should not be doing at 62. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, Miyamoto quit wrestling at 61. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it just, it just kind of makes me a little bit like, I mean, I love Sting, but I'm like seeing him like jump off of a, a off of a balcony onto a person on a table and knowing that he's yeah. like 62, I'm kind of like, you know, you're great you, Sting, you but maybe, maybe tone it back a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, Don- Diddy Kong Couple Racing. Good morning. Anniversaries here. Yeah, Diddy Kong Racing, twenty-five years old. Turned twenty-five. Released years on uh, November twenty-first, ninety-seven, in Europe and Japan. What do you think are the What do you think of the chances of that coming to coming to Switch Online? I think there's a good chance of, of that being. There's a decent chance. I mean, we got we got Banjo Kazooie on there, right? Yeah, we have we have Banjo Kazooie. We got be... Goldeneye. We already got some rare stuff on there. Uh, I this this one I would for me I would love this to be a, like a for some reason this game is always like uh, always has to do with Christmas to me because I got it for Christmas. I think it was released around Christmas, so it always feels like a holiday game. So I always want it to be released around this time. So maybe maybe next year, maybe twenty twenty three, November twenty twenty three, we'll get Diddy Kong Racing. On, on, I was surprised that it's twenty five years old because I always thought of it. As like a, a later N sixty four release when they actually mean it released in the same year as Mario Kart sixty four. So yeah, twenty five years. Yeah, I always thought it was much later than sixty four. But sixty four came. Well, Mario Kart sixty four came out at the very beginning of the year, and this one came out yep. at the end. And back in ninety seven, that was a really long time. <laughs> that that amount of months it seemed like so. Right, and we got the official Legend of Zelda and your favorite game. game. <laughs> 
with my favorite Zelda game of all time, uh, Link's Crossbow Training, 15 years old. <laughs> that that kind of blows my mind a little bit to think that that weird hunk of plastic that we the Wii Zapper. My favorite thing about my favorite thing about Link's Crossbow Training is the fact that you gave me the game and you just kept the plastic thing, so I got to play it for free. I think I still yeah, I forget this. Yeah, you gave me the game because you said you, you you bought it you bought it for the for this weird zapper thing, and uh, you played through the game and then you gave it to me. The you gave me the disc, so I played through the whole thing of your copy because you're like I don't really need the you're like I don't really need the game anymore. I just wanted it for the for the zapper thing. So you handed it off to me, and I think I still have your copy. I here. think I had. I think that I got two copies of the game. Oh, maybe you got two. I thought you handed it to me because you were just so- like. I played through it. I mean, it's not that long. You can play through it in a night. You know, it's just it's just kind of a demo that comes with the with the zapper. So, I still have the game. I think this was a case where I bought the game and there were two copies inside. Oh, maybe e- either way. Regardless, you you gave me you gave it to me and I played through it. But it's not very long. I played through it in a, in a few hours and a night. Like I beat it in a night. You know. But I it was it was fun enough for me. I played it without the zapper thing. I just moved and pointed. But speaking of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom has been rated in South Korea for ages twelve and up. Signaling that in fact this is uh coming just around the corner. Getting closer and closer. Um I, I saw I saw a new Nintendo trailer, I think it was on Twitter, like it was just like a random uh, Nintendo commercial. You know, sometimes they put little 30 second trailers and it showed, you know, it showed the, the release date for Tears of the Kingdom, May twelfth. But it also put the official release date of Persona 4 Golden, which was only like rumored in and in, in, in January there. I think it's like January 19th or something like that. I don't remember the exact date. Anyway, it was officially confirmed that Persona 4 Golden is coming to Switch then. It was all just kind of like speculation, but we actually know, and it was kind of just in a little trailer that I just found on my own. Nobody really reported about it. But I was like, yes, Persona 4. I don't... I want to try to beat Persona 5 before then, but Persona 4 was the first one that I played, so of course that's my favorite one out of all of them. And the soundtrack is so good, so can't wait to play it again. Or we'll play the golden version of it. We got to look at the... uh, uh... Nintendo's internal logo for what was the NX, what is now the Switch. Uh, this is interesting. It wasn't ever meant to be seen by the public, but um, I guess this is sort of couched in another story where uh, someone found a, a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe prototype, and uh, this logo was buried in there. So if you want to take a look at that, it's real simple. It's just an NX, and then they have a circle beside it. And within the circle, there's another little circle that just kind of spins around like it looks it looks kind of like a volume knob like being yeah like being cranked or or, when i first saw it it looked like a bowling ball i'm glad the switch the the switch uh, logo is much better <laughs> much better yeah yeah but it's it, i think it's kind of just maybe just like a little placeholder you know before right. uh before they got to the actual thing but you know it's uh it's, you know people take everything apart and find stuff like this speaking of seeing on the inside a little bit here uh some nintendo bug testing tapes were also released to show early builds of Smash Brothers, Pikmin, and a couple of the games. This is on the back of uh, you know that that other Smash Brothers footage that that Sakurai released. This is cool. We're getting even uh, more of a look in, into into Smash alongside these other games. This comes courtesy of this YouTube channel that I really like. It's called Hard for Games, and they just seem to somehow get into some some of the more uh, unexplored areas of, of game history. So they've done a couple things on like the 64DD, uh, Doshin the Giant, I've seen them do something on that. But now they've got uh, this VHS footage I'm looking at right now. It looks like uh, uh, some early Killer Instinct stuff going on here. 
I, I see some blast core stuff in here too, which uh, oh yeah, and I, well there's the early some of the early uh, Goldeneye footage in here was kind of the same stuff they showed on the N64 promo tapes that were sent out from uh, Nintendo Power because I've seen some of this before. The one where it showed like the original different Bond actors shooting each other. I don't know if that's in there, oh, or not, right. but but that was in that was in one of the Nintendo Nintendo Powers that it, Nintendo Power tapes that was sent to me, which was you know never included in there, but it was like very very early early footage of it, you know, like when at the very very beginning. But basically, this comes uh, the, the the origin of these videos is that they came from the the debug department where they would play the game and they'd be recording it to catch any, hopefully catch any bugs so you can see all how uh, these all games. These games used to be uh, all bugged out. Just an interesting look at, at the process for some of our favorite games. Yeah, I recommend checking out that channel uh, if you haven't checked them out before. Hard for games on YouTube. Hard with the uh, number four. Uh, they have a lot of cool stuff on that channel. Lots of pilot wing stuff on there too. Here's I think one we can end on. This is an important one. Um, there's a climate watchdog group that is focused on the video game industry, and they've released a report to try and draw attention to uh, what big game companies are doing or not doing as, as it regards climate change. They published the results uh, this week of their game industry net zero 2022 snapshot is what they're calling their report. And they say some companies are doing some good and there's a lot of companies that are not doing too well. What, what can they do to help climate change? Like there's not a whole lot of pollution from video game companies. Like what is, what are they doing that's making them worse than any other? I'm just curious. I didn't really look at the, at the article. Cause I know like the, uh, like, you know, like video game controllers and stuff are not supposed to be, you, you can't throw them away or it says like, don't throw them away because they're non-recyclable. So I like that could hurt the right. planet or whatever, but I, you know, I never throw any of that away, but some person does, I guess. There's little like warnings on this, you know, at least I remember on the Wii controllers having like the trash can with the cross through it, you know, saying like, don't throw it away because it's not biodegradable or it's hazardous to whatever, if it's not in your house. So basically what this report has done They've taken a bunch of, as they call it, net zero targets, environmental, social, and governance disclosures, and other sustainability programs and achievements that have been uh, released by these video game companies and tech giants that have interest in the game industry. And they they grade them. So and they put them into one of four categories based on how committed these companies are to limiting global warming to a rise of 1.5 degrees Celsius above the pre-industry levels. So the first group, they call it ambitious, which they describe as these companies have set strong targets, present compelling evidence of having taken steps to reduce emissions. Some of those companies include Microsoft, Ubisoft, Apple, Google, the Embracer Group, Tencent, and Riot Games. After that comes the baseline group, which they describe this as companies. They're already taking action, however, without the necessary speed and urgency as those in the ambitious group. They put into that categories sony activision blizzard konami sega bandai namco the third group is the companies that need to catch up and this includes nintendo ea take two zynga and NetEase. and then the last group at least nintendo is not in the last group which is non-compliance uh these are the underperformers uh that have exposed themselves to significant risk from climate impacts and threatening their brand integrity as they say in that category, we got Square Enix, Roblox, and Nexon. So, yeah. Um, Square Enix. More make, action, make, I think. Making too many games. Making too many games. They're uh, 
too much pollution. They have had they've been right. have been crazy on the releases Square Enix has, which I like. But clean it up, Square. Yeah, maybe instead of putting out some farming games, you should like you know <laughs> work on your actual impact on the environment. Hey, Harvestella is Harvestella is cool. I'll just get it later. It's another seven, Parade of Sevens, but whatever. All right. Well, um, on that note, we should uh, wrap it up before before Zoom throws us off because we have like less than a minute remaining here. So. Let's just do our signs off. I first want to say I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for all the viewers. Something that I look forward to every week is is doing this this show. Um, I'm thankful to all of you, and especially our patron, our patrons. So thank you for supporting us. Thanks to the patrons for sure, and the, and and the, any of the listeners out there. And thanks to uh, Black Friday sales and and Switch and Nintendo games, and you know, good friends and guests and all that stuff that come through. So good stuff if you have anything you're thankful about about video games or whatever else let me know at, at twitter as long as twitter is still standing at nintendo underscore domain that's i n-i-n-t-e-n underscore domain and jeremy's at jmaxtax they had him too since he's not here uh also you can find us on twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast if you want to watch my stream where i beat that level 50 uh espion uh go to twitch.tv slash nintendo main podcast i'm gonna do a stream this monday night so you tune in, John. You, everybody else. I'm going to play some Sonic Frontiers on Monday, so come check that out. Nice. Uh, watch it during or after. Going to run around on that game because it's a lot of fun. Uh, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find us on there as well. We still get comments on our uh, KK Slider songs that I recorded on there. I just got a couple comments today just letting us know that they're great songs. So go there. You can go there and be festive or whatever. You know, play play thanksgiving on your animal crossing and to all the patrons that we were talking about if you want to be one of those as well go to patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast and you can listen to multiple bonus shows where we don't talk about the regular news we just talk about like specific topics like we did like our you know the best the best nintendo systems of all time we did like our best our favorite like nes games our favorite super nintendo games genesis games we've done a bunch of different like random topics about like you know, racing games and like, uh, you know, we're going to do one soon about games that never got sequels, like the just one and done type of thing. So if you want to see like more obscure topics, check that out. And you have access to all that for a dollar. And for five dollars and up, you'll get to see an early video of us talking for every episode. And of course, the WRT radio where I use all the music that's uh, for the intros and outros, make a nice little playlist of it you can listen to. Check it out. Patreon.com slash 10 main podcast. And uh, thanks for listening to this episode. We have been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm not Jeremy Bukowski. I am John Nitter. Thanks for listening to episode 348. We'll see you next week. See See ya.
this is a nice fresh new meeting room. Recording in progress. 